You're listening to the message podcast of High Ridge Church Longview, where our vision is to help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and ultimately make a difference. We are so glad that you're here, and we pray that this message impacts your life as you apply the spiritual truths from God's Word in practical ways. Let's listen in. How's everybody doing? Well, good morning. Good morning, everybody who's watching online. I know I got, a, I got a few fans watching online back in England. My parents are checking in. Yeah, y'all say hello to my parents. Hey. So um, my name is James. If you don't know who I am, I'm one of the associate pastors here at High Ridge, and it is my honor to serve as a pastor here at High Ridge. It has been uh, the, the dream of my, the calling of my heart for many years uh, since I was a young kid uh, to, to be a part of a church that... I could be a part of and, and join in and be a part of the team, and I just feel like this is the calling that God's placed on my life, and it's such a privilege to, to get to do it here at a church that, that is led by Pastor Tim, who is not here today. Uh, you got me instead, so you're welcome, but um, just uh, want to honor him. He's such a huge part of, of who we are here as High Ridge, right, and he's a huge part of my life. One of the main reasons I'm probably stood here before you this morning is because of the influence and impact that man's had on my life. So I love you, PT. I appreciate everything you do. Um, and then the elders here. I've been a part of this church through all the transition for probably close to 18 years now. And some of the same guys that are elders today were elders then. And I think that says a lot about a church, right? That says a lot about the health of a church and the eldership, the integrity that, that these guys walk in. Uh, it's an honor to serve alongside them and to, to serve with them, so I appreciate them. And then also my wife, um, Hannah and I have five children, um, so we, um, we have a busy schedule, a busy life, and we, we absolutely love it. My wife is the kids pastor here at High Ridge, so if you've ever checked kids in or checked a kid out, whether it was yours or not, I don't know, but um, you've probably seen her over there, right? You've probably seen her uh, trying to point your, point your kids towards Jesus. Like, that's what they're trying to do over there. And, and the Lord knows we need our kids to know who Jesus is. Um, some of us more than others. But, um, uh, but she, she, she's the best thing that happened to me, and she absolutely loves you and your families and your kids. And that's a huge part of of the, the work that we do here is to serve you and to serve the people of this city. We think there's a, there's a big thing in, in Longview. We love being in Longview. Uh, obviously, the accent is throwing you all off. So now, a few minutes in, I'm going to tell you where I'm from. Uh, but born and raised in England, so the accent is, is, is what it is. Right? It's almost 20 years in Longview. And um, so born in England, now 20 years in, in Longview. And so this is what you get. So you, <laughs> this is it. So you can either understand it or go back and watch it online with the subtitles uh, <laughs> later on. But uh, this, is, this is what you've got for the next few minutes. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Welcome to church. We're so honored that you would join us and be here. Um, so, so, the, so the idea of, of today's message is really the idea that, that I just kind of live my life through and live my life by. The title of the message is People Must Know. Um, people must know, right? What we come in here and do every Sunday, what we experience with the Lord, the things that we've gone through, the story that we have, people have to know about it. And I think so often we're, we're just hesitant to not share what God's done in our lives. And, and so my challenge that you're gonna, you're gonna hear throughout today's message is you got a story to tell. You have a story to tell because people must know. And that's the, the cry of my heart 
even way before I was even a pastor on staff here at Harridge's, people have got to know what God has done. You know, it's, it's, it's time that people knew what God has done in your life. And, and that's a huge part of what I believe and the, the story that I try to tell people is, you know what, none of this is about me. It's all about what he did in my life. I wouldn't be stood here before you if it wasn't for him. Who knows what little English village I'd be running around in right now if it wasn't for, for God taking a hold of me at 18 years old in, um, in a rural gypsy village of Romania on a mission trip that I shouldn't have been on. Had no right to be there, you know, was not attending church at the time, was just asked to go along, and, and God met me right where he needed to meet me, right at the right time where he needed to meet me, and that's a part of, of the story that I get to tell and what he's done in my life. So let's get, can we get, can we get into it? Can we get into this this morning? I'm really, this is, this is just who I am, so I got, I, got a, I got a huge story to tell, and you're not going to get all of it today, so you're going to have to grab coffee with me sometime, but... Um, it's time that we start telling people about what God has done in our lives. I remember when Hannah and I were first dating, we were hanging out, getting to know each other. And you know, the, the best way you connect with people, the best way you get to know each other is to tell stories, right? And obviously Hannah growing up here in Longview, Texas, me growing up in Nottingham, England, <laughs> very different lives we lived for a number of years before God brought us together. And uh, so going back and we would chat and we would talk and email, you know, we, were, we got all these emails, we were emailing back and forth back then because we were cool, you know. <laughs> 20 years ago, I still, you know, I used to, I used to change the font color to our two favorite colors. <laughs> so so let, me tell, let me tell you what I used to do. Okay, I used to, I used to do the text in red because that was my favorite color. And then you know how you can block, block the text? And I'd block the text in yellow because that was Hannah's favorite. I don't know why I'm telling you that. It's not even in my notes. But, <laughs> but we used to go back and forth with the email, just telling each other stories of our lives and growing up, because you know, we started dating, and then we, we were some time apart. It was long distance and all this, and we didn't, you know, wasn't, the phone wasn't accessible, so email was what we did, and we just tell each other our stories. And then when we were together, obviously, we would tell each other our stories. And it always, whenever we tell a story, it just reminds us of where we've been, right? Like, you can never tell a story that has yet to happen, right? We can't tell a story of, this is what I think is going to happen in whatever this time, place, and this thing's going to happen. But, but we always go back and we tell our story, and then we're reminded of where we've been. And for me, it's always like, I'm reminded of what God has done. Because I'm fully aware that I am not where I am because of me. And I hope you realize that too, for your own life. <laughs> Hopefully after today you'll realize that. Because... Because the story that I was telling Hannah just reminded me, oh, God did this, and then he did that, and then he brought me through this, and then we eventually found each other, and he brought us together, and it's a beautiful, romantic story, and here we are today. But we often don't do that with our story about Jesus, right? Like, we go through something, and we receive a miracle, and we, we, we go through this, and God brings us through it, and we're like, oh, we were over here, but now we're here, and God did all that. And, and we don't, and we just, we just we, we have the miracle happen, or we have the thing happen in our lives, and then that's just it. It's like, all right, let me just wrap that up and toss it in the closet because, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody about that. It's time that we stopped keeping Jesus to ourselves. Right? It's like, it's like a pandemic and we're all buying toilet paper because we... <laughs> you all are laughing, but I know you're all outside Sam's at five o'clock every morning going to get your truckload of paper towels or toilet paper to load up and toss them in the closet, do nothing with it. And I think we do that with our story, right? We, we have something amazing happen and God does something incredible in our lives. And it's like, all right, appreciate it, toss it away. 
and we're not telling anybody about what Jesus did in our lives. And that's what I'm here to challenge you with today. Because you've got a story, and your story matters, whether you believe it or not, your story does matter. And you've got to tell somebody about it. And that's all you're going to hear from me this morning, is you've got a story, and you've got to tell somebody about it. We're very, we're very quick to, to stop doing things, right? As a culture, as a people, like if, if a store starts selling stuff we don't like, we boycott, right? I'm going to step on some toes this morning, and I'm okay with it. Or, or someone we, we follow says something we don't like, so we block them, or we cancel, or we unfollow them, right? Like we're real quick to stop doing stuff. But when, as the church, are we going to step up and start doing something? We're quick to say, cancel, boycott, you're done, it's over, fail. But when, when, when is it that we've received something so incredible from the Lord that we're like, it's time to go. Got to share something about this. Got to tell somebody about this. That's my heart is, if anything ever happens to me, and I know it was God, I'm like, I got to tell you about this. And you don't have to be the weird guy that's like, hey, do you know Jesus? Right? You don't have to be that guy. We got, we got plenty of hey Jesus guys, right? It's, it's, it's as simple as, hey, can I tell you a story? Hey, can I tell you what God did this week? Hey, I see that you're going through something, and hey, I, three years ago I went through the exact same thing. Let me tell you how it went. It's, it's, it's that simple, right? If we would just realize it's that simple. So as a kid, I was, I was a church kid. My parents got saved before I was born. Um, so I had no choice in the matter of going to church as a kid, right? Like some of you in here in the room right now. Like church is just, it's where we go on Sundays. And so I went to church, was a church kid. And then uh, one Sunday school, so we had Sunday school. So we had worship like we just had. And then you would stay in here and the kids would go to Sunday school. That's just how we did it in, in my church growing up. So we went one day and one day one teacher decided she wanted to tie-dye t-shirts. Y'all do tie-dye t-shirts? Okay, well, this is a little different of a tie-dye t-shirt, okay? This is a tie-dye t-shirt that eventually said, Jesus loves you on the back. So a very, very fancy tie-dye in England. <laughs> uh, we, we got tie-dye, and then we, t- we take tie-dye. Hi. <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but it, it was what it was. I was just a regular church kid, like a lot of you probably grew up. And I thought, if anyone knows me, you would know that I was like, that's a cool shirt, but I'm never wearing that thing. <laughs> Not going to happen. I'm never wearing anything that says Jesus saves on my back. Like, this 10-year-old has got too much street cred for that. Not going to happen. You don't know the village streets that I grew up on, okay? So we do this thing at the church. We take it home. I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. And I toss it in my closet as soon as I get home, hopefully to never be seen again, right? And I wish I had, I wish I had a picture of it. That would have been awesome, wouldn't it? Sorry, I don't. I don't. But one day, I'm, I'm running around the house trying to get ready because we've got kids outside on the street. We used to play outside on the street when I was a kid. And um, kids were coming out. We were ready to play, go play. I'm like, oh, I need a shirt. So I just go to my closet. I find this T-shirt. Don't have a clue what it is. I just put it on. It's the T-shirt. It's the tie-dye T-shirt. And um, I don't think about it. I don't remember even making this thing a few months prior. And I just put it on. So I go outside, start running around, play, kicking the ball around, whatever we were doing. A few minutes later, I got all these kids swarming around me, asking me what's on my, what's on my back. It says, Jesus saves or Jesus loves you, something to that effect. Uh, and I do what every 10-year-old would do. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I just play the whole thing off like I have no idea where this shirt came from, right? 
because I was just like, there's no way I'm t- telling these kids that I go to church. Like, they probably know I go to church, but we're not going any further than that. Like, that's all they need to know. They got enough information. I'm a church kid. And that's somewhat rare in England for the, the age group and the area that I grew up in. Like, I was the only kid that went to church, so I definitely wasn't going to be telling you about Jesus. That's just not my thing. So fast forward now, right? I'm an adult, most people would say. <laughs> I'm a pastor at the church, this church somehow, and, and still, still, I'll, I'm hesitant to share what God has done in my life. I'm still hesitant to share the story that God has written for my life, right? And I think, especially as, as I oversee our men's community and I'm meeting with guys, starting to get to know guys, new guys that are coming in, and um, I'm sitting at lunch with them, and I'm, it's very easy to just go surface level, right? At lunch, we all do it. We're like, hey, how's your day? Oh, perfect, man. I'm, I'm perfect. Life's perfect. Everything's great. Kids, kids are perfect. Got millions of dollars in the bank. <laughs> the car never breaks down. Like I said, the house never, you know, I never have to call a plumber or an electrician. Like, it's just perfect, right? That's, that's, is that all the, that's all the life, that's the life I live, so. <laughs> it's so easy to do that. It's so easy to, to just be like surface level. So now I'm having to get real comfortable at being uncomfortable about sharing the pieces of my life, right? Because how am I going to connect with a guy if I'm just trash talking? It's just, it's just a mess, right? It's just, it's just. Junk. It's a surface level. Doesn't mean anything. It's just, yeah, we're doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good too. And then we just leave lunch thinking, I'm going through it, but he's doing good. And I said, I'm doing good, so I guess I got nothing to complain about. Right? Our story matters. Your story matters. You have a story to tell. You've gone through things for a reason, whether you like it or not, whether you see it or not. There are things in your life that people need to know about. And yeah, I know it's hard. I know it's ugly, I know it's a mess, and I know it's not perfect. It's none of the things I just talked about, right? But it's going to connect with somebody. It's going to connect with a group of people or one person. Let's look at 1 Peter 3.15. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who gives who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. Now, I hope that this morning you walked in, you may not have walked in here with a lot, right? You may have walked in here kicking and screaming and dragging your, your bottom in this place, but I hope you walked in here with hope, right? And that's what, we're, that's what, what he's talking about here in Peter, the hope that you have. You have something. You may not have a lot, but you have something this morning. And if you have hope, you better tell somebody. This isn't a negotiable. This is something you have to share with people. Psalm 96, two through four. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. I like this, this version. It says, publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Great is the Lord. He is worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. And then Psalm 89.1, I will sing of the Lord's great love forever. With my mouth, I will make your faithfulness known through generations. We're being, we're being told here that we have to share what we have. We're being told that we've got to speak. We've got to challenge. We've got to encourage and inspire people. 
to let them know it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to be where you are right now. But let me tell you how I got through it. Let me tell you what God did in my life. So as we, as we think about this idea of sharing our stories and what God's done and letting people know about that, I think there's some questions we need to ask ourselves. So the first question is what are you doing with your story? I think we keep our story to ourselves. That's, that's the simplest answer, I think, for most of us. We've seen God move and we've experienced things with him. But then it's just, that's it. It doesn't go any further than that. No one else knows. There may be people sitting in your rows now that you know well. And there's stories in your lives that you haven't shared with each other. Why aren't we sharing the goodness of God with people? We caught it to ourselves and then we, we think that, oh, you know, my story's not relevant. Or we think that um, no one's going to connect with my story. Or, oh, I'm just going to tell the people that I know are believers. So it's, it's kind of a safe place to share my story. Now, I am all for getting in a group and sharing what God's done in your life. Like, I'm for that. There's nothing more we want for you than to get in a group and get connected with people here at High Ridge. And I'm all for you grabbing a cup of coffee on a Sunday morning and having a chat in the lobby about what God did this week or what God's doing currently and what he's showing you, what he's teaching you. But church people are not the only people that need to hear what God has done in your life. Church people, yeah. I, I come in here on a Sunday hoping that you at least grasp the idea of who God is, right? So I'm, I'm kind of expecting you to know about God. It's the people outside these doors that I'm more concerned about. Sorry. <laughs> and I say it every time I'm up here. And I get upset and I get emotional about it because it's a big deal for me. And I'm a crier for anyone that doesn't know that. You all are, are finding out so much information about me today. But if we're not impacting people outside of these doors, then why are we here? The cry in my heart is to, it's to connect people, to, 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 to connect them to the first point that you see on the wall out in the, in the lobby. It's, we want people to know who God is. Bottom line. So yeah, share your story with your friends. Share your story with small group and church and, and the pastors and the leaders in your life. I'm all for that. I'm not saying don't do that. But we're not the only people that need your story. There are so many broken people in this city and in your life that need to know what God has done. And why, why, why would we share anything? Why do, we, why do we ever share a story? And it's usually because something good happened, right? Well, hopefully most of our stories are, are encouraging and exciting. And it's because we want to tell people what God's done in our lives. And, and I think about that and I think about a text message, that, a, a group text message that my wife is on. Um, and it's a girl's text. Some of you in the room may be on this text. I don't know. But it's a group text, and they talk about life, and they get together, they hang out, and they talk, and they, oh, pray for this, do this, you know, I'm going through this. Kid threw up. Whatever, you know. This, <laughs> it's a girl's text. Well, you know, it's all the, all the things you'd expect on a girl. I don't know. I, I'll check it every once in a while just because I like drama a little bit. So um, there's no drama between them because they're all perfect friends. But... Um, <laughs> 
they all, they, they, this is the stuff, you know. And every, so every once in a while I get on there, and every once in a while, someone sends like a picture of a product. That, because, you know, all these girls on this text are following these social Instagram, social media, like uh, all these influencers, right? And all these influencers, they only get paid if people are buying these products that they keep pushing. Right? You, see, you see them all the day. On the, when you're scrolling, you see the feeds. You've got someone selling this, selling that. So every once in a while, I'll look on the, the text that Hannah's on, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, someone's pushing this product because they saw it online, whatever. And, and why, are they, why are they doing that? Because they're like, they saw this product. It's amazing. And, and you can take a pill and lose 35 pounds overnight. Or, <laughs> or, you can, or you can get on a scale, and it just says, I love you back, and doesn't give you any digits. Or, or uh, there's, just, there's so many things. There's, a, there's something you, you use, a makeup brush that just does the makeup for you, it's instant. Like, and they, they get on there like, oh my gosh, girl, you gotta you got check this product out. You got, I can't wait to see it in action, or also, whatever they say. And, it's all, and they're, they're creating all this, this dialogue between each other, because, and they're sharing stories with each other, because they, they're like, they're in love with this thing. Why aren't we doing that about Jesus? Why aren't we telling people about what God is doing in our lives? And I'll throw myself, I'm out there, I'll throw myself under the bus. I'm on a text with my brother-in-laws. Okay, and um, anyone that knows me knows that I'm not a DIY, ask James to do anything around the house guy. We will live with it broken, or we'll save up to hire somebody. Like, it's just not happening. I take the trash out, and that's, that's what I do, all right? And I'm okay with it. I've come to terms with it. The first few years of being married, being married to, into my wife's family who are very much like, we're gonna take over the world and we're gonna build everything with our bare hands. That's just what they do, okay? So first few years, I'm just like, I'm just handing them tools whenever I'm on a project. And it's probably the wrong tool, right? Because I don't know what they're asking for. So there's this text that my brother-in-laws are on and they text back and forth and we do communicate about some important things at times, like, when Mother's Day's coming up and we've got to plan lunch, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> That's about the only time we talk on that text. But there's also a time where we have one brother-in-law, specifically, who's like tool crazy. Like anytime he's in Lowe's, Home Depot, Tractor Supply, wherever, he's buying whatever the next crazy cool tool is. Uh, so he, he gets on there, takes a screenshot of it, he sends it to this, this group text that I'm on that I never communicate on, so I shouldn't even be on it. I should, James has left the conversation kind of thing. <laughs> But I don't, it's because I like to keep up with it. Um, but he sends this, he sends these pieces, they, all of my brother-in-laws, and they're all that way inclined, they're all very mechanical-minded, work with their hands, very good. And um, I just stand up here and talk to people, that's what I do. But they, they get on there like, oh, I can't wait to use that tool, send me a video of it when you use it. Oh, this is going to save so much time on this next project we've got going on. And I'm just there thinking, ah, does it turn on the TV? Like, I don't know. Does it... Feed me chips when I'm on the couch. I mean, I don't know, but... So I just sit there, and, and, and again, why are they doing this? Because they believe in this product. They believe that they found the chosen product that's going to save us all, and is going to make every project simple in five minutes. And that's what they do. They go back and forth, and I just watch it. You know, I just watch it. I'm just thinking, I don't know what to say. I try to be funny, but I don't want to don't offend anybody because they're super into it. And I just, so I just let it go. But it's because they love these products, right? And you all do it. Don't lie to me, any of you. You get on there, you see something that's really cool, you're like, oh, I've got to talk about it, I've got to share this. Why aren't we doing that with our relationship with Jesus? We go through something, and it's like, gosh, look what God did. Oh, but I don't want to tell anybody about it. Let me toss it in the closet. Let me put it in the drawer. I'll pull it out when I need it every once in a while. 
Second question we need to ask ourselves is, what's holding you back? Why are we not quicker in sharing the good news with people? Because it is good news, right? Like what we have inside is good news. Men will always be good. Men always feel good. Men always look good. Men always be what we wanted it to be or this perfect life or, or now I know Jesus and everything's okay. Like, no, it's not always okay, but we do have good news. We have hope. And why aren't we quicker to share it? And I think it's because we discount the things that we've gone through. The enemy wants you to minimize what God has done in your life. Simple. God wants you to glorify him and tell the world. The devil wants you to shut up and not say a thing. And I think we lean this way. We lean to, eh, people don't care. People won't relate. For me, I'm just, like I told you, I'm an English kid, grew up in church. Bland, boring life. From the outside looking in, from my perspective, I don't have much of a story. Like I grew up, I was a good kid, I guess. I don't know, may have kissed one too many girls, I don't know. But I didn't do anything too crazy or too wild. And I don't have a story that's going like, to excite people. And I think a lot of you can relate to that. You just grew up in church. Or maybe you didn't grow up in church, maybe you came to church later, but you still just been... You've not done anything wild or crazy. Like, I've, I've, I haven't done prison time. Like, sorry to disappoint anybody in the room. I haven't. I haven't, you know, been, it's been wild, you know, drug, sex, rock and roll. I just don't have that on my resume of life. So then I just think, people don't need to know my story. People don't care about what I've got to say because I haven't done anything that great. God hasn't done anything incredible in my life. And maybe you're on the other end where you have done all the sex, drugs, rock and roll, prison time. And that's great too. That's a story to tell. But just as important as your story is, so is mine. The regular old church kid that grew up and eventually got his act together story that I have versus the wild, crazy for 30 years and then comes to the Lord. It's still the Lord's story. And then... Sometimes I think I forget who the author of my story is. I, I look at my life and I think, man, I did this, I did this, we got through this, we figured this out. I am not the author of my story. There is no way on this planet that I am stood here t- today before you on my own account or on my own ability or skill or just desire or drive to get somewhere. Absolutely not. If that was the case, I'd still be running around some little English village drinking tea and eating crumpets. <laughs> I had to throw that in because I know you're all wondering if I drank tea and ate crumpets. I ate crumpets, I didn't drink tea. Because so. ultimately, I'm not telling my story. I'm not telling my story, I'm telling his story. There's so many opportunities that have come in my life where I've had an opportunity to share what God was done in my life or an opportunity to share something about him and I just walk away from it. And I think we all land there this morning. We all get to the point where ah, this just doesn't matter anymore. I don't, my story is just irrelevant. It's either too crazy or it's not crazy enough, right? And we never find, we never find the line or the middle ground, whatever it is we're looking for to finally say, okay, it's time to go and do it. So many things have gotten in the way. 
whether it's pride or embarrassment or uh, didn't want to talk about it. Like, I'll tell part of my story, but I'm not going to go all the way because that's a little while. People will flee from me if I share this piece. I'll keep, they can know this, but they're not going to know this. I've got to keep people at arm's length, right? Don't we do that often? We're like, hmm, I'll walk with you, but from a distance. We'll walk together, we'll do life with each other, but from a distance, you don't need to know everything. You know enough already. We need to remember who wrote the story. We need to remember who wrote the story. The creator of the universe, the guy that created life, created our bodies and, and the way that they work so intricately and work in the exact way they need to to get this done and that done and, or painted the sky, created every single thing you see from the, the bottom of the ocean to the highest point in the sky, everything. The same creator created and wrote your story specifically for you specifically for you to share, because no one has a story like you. We may have similarities, may have done certain things that are are similar and they'll look similar in in lifestyle, but the way we connect with people is gonna be very individual, because your story matters for somebody. And it's time you started sharing it. And then the third question is, who needs to hear your story? Really, that one's easy. Everyone needs to hear your story, right? There's not a person on this planet that doesn't need to know about the love of Jesus and the hope that we carry every day. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you to the end of the age. In the Bible, if, whenever you've, if you've read that scripture before, you've, you've, that's, that's the Great Commission, right? We've all, most of you probably would have heard that at some point. Jesus has died, he's come back, he's telling his disciples, now it's your turn, like I'm out of here. Now it's your turn to go. So when he's talking to the disciples, he's talking to us. He's saying, now it's your turn. Now it's your turn to take a step. Now it's your turn to share what I've done. And the, gospel, the, the easiest way to share the gospel with somebody is to share what God has done in your life. Preaching on a street corner with a Bible might connect with somebody, but sharing your life with somebody, I believe, will have much more effect. Share your story. This isn't, a, this isn't a request or a, oh, please, Jesus, ask us to go. Let's go do it. You know, this isn't a, it's not a planning center request for you to come serve on a Sunday morning and hold a door open for somebody that you can accept or decline, right? I know none of you decline any of those, those things. But this is a mandate from God. He's telling us to go to the nations and tell people about him. And when he says nations, he also means next door. You don't have to go anywhere. There is a hurting city right outside these doors that need you and need your story. So who is God calling you to reach? As we've talked about this and we've covered some points that I'm sure the Lord has been 
downloading names or pictures and faces of people that are like, it's time I talk to them about what God's done. So who is God calling you to reach this morning? What if you're the plan? What if you're God's plan for somebody? I often think about that. I often think, am I, there's no plan B. God is asking me to do this. What if I'm the plan? What if me sharing my story, me sharing my life with somebody is the plan? What would that, what does that look like? How many times have I not taken that challenge or not taken that mandate on? How many times have I just grabbed coffee or lunch with somebody and just gone through the motions or seen somebody in, in pain and needing something and I just walked right by? What if I'm the plan? What if you're the plan? Because ultimately, people must know. People have to know. And the best way for you to let people know is to share what you know, share what you've experienced, share what you've been through. We can preach all day, and we can throw Bibles at people all day, and we can, we can scream at people all day, but how did you come to the Lord? Did someone just walk alongside you and share what they'd known, share what they'd lived? Just meet with somebody. Run into somebody and say, hey, can I share a story with you? Can I talk to you for a minute? Let me tell you what Jesus has done for me. So that's our challenge today. So let's put our Bibles up, put our notes away, let's close our eyes, bow our heads, and just spend a couple more minutes just asking God, who is it that you're calling me to reach? Who is it you're calling me to speak to? Because my story matters because your story matters. This is your story that you're creating in me so I can be a light for you. So God, we ask right now, we come before you, every single person in this room, every person who's watching online, we come before you and we just ask God, what is it you're asking me to do here? Who is it that I need to speak to? Whether it's somebody I know, or it's somebody in my family, a coworker, somebody at work, somebody at school, somebody I run into occasionally at events, somebody in the grocery store I've never seen before, but you just prompt something on me to, to go share. God, who is this person? I ask that you speak that into each of our hearts right now. Download to us who it is that you're wanting us to reach. You're wanting us to use our story of what you've done to reach a city that is lost, broken, and hurt. And we have something that they need. We have something that they want. And it's you. So Lord, just reveal to us who it is that you want us to share you with. Or maybe you came in this morning and you're like, James, you know, I got a story. I got a story. Like, I got a story to tell. <laughs> but Jesus is not a part of my story. Well, you're in the best place to start that story with Jesus. We want Jesus to be a part of your story. I want him to be a part of your story as much as he's a part of mine. So one final prayer, we're gonna pray and I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. To just, if you wanna say yes to Jesus, then just pray. 
It's really easy. It's simple. I'm going to pray, and I give time for you to repeat, whether that's out loud under your breath, however you want to respond. But if you're looking to have Jesus become part of your story, then just, just pray with me. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for today. Thank you for bringing me here. I understand that I am a sinner and that you died and rose again to save me from those sins and the punishment that I was due. God, today, I invite you into my life, into my heart, and to lead me the rest of my days. I want to do life your way from now on. In Jesus' name, amen. And with eyes closed still and heads bowed, if that was something you did, if you prayed with me, whether that was the first time you prayed that or, or you've done it lots of times and had to come back to Jesus lots of times, that's okay. Or if you did it and you were online, you're watching online, if you look at the screen, up on the screen behind me is a, a phone number. If you would text I prayed, I-P-R-A-Y-E-D, to 844-HRC-TEXT, you'll get a reply with a set of videos from Pastor Tim that uh, explains what you just went through, the experience you just had with the Lord accepting him, and then what it looks like moving forward. We would be silly to lead you to Jesus and then not tell you what to do next. So that video is for you. So if you'll do that, that would mean the world to me. If that was you, would you just look up at me really quick and kind of wave your hand so I can see you? Good. Thank you so much. Everybody else, you can look up. We can stand to our feet. Thank you so much for having me today. It's always an honor to be here. You know, in the last, the last few years I've been given the opportunity to speak, I've just been a guy up here, you know, just, just, just James. Everybody knows me. But now, being a pastor on staff, uh, it's, my, it's been an honor to, to lead you guys today. It's such a privilege, and my life is... My life, I want my life to be an example of what we talked about today. Like, got, we've got to tell somebody. So my challenge to you this week is find that person and share that story. All right? I'm going to invite the elders forward and their wives. They're going to be here available for you guys after service to pray. Uh, we would hate for you to walk in this place needing some prayer and then leave without getting it. That would be the worst thing we could do. So we want you to come forward if there's something going on in your life right now that you need some prayer for. Please come forward and pray with these guys. That would be their privilege to do that. For everybody else, let me pray. Let's get out of here. Father, we thank you so much for who you are and what you're doing in our lives and the things you're showing us, Lord. And we, we thank you for today. We thank you for the, the challenge from today to go share our story with somebody, share a piece of what you've done in our lives and how that can impact somebody. God, I pray that you give that to us this week. You give us an opportunity to do that. Father, we thank you for today. I press each person in this room as they go from this place. May we leave here better. May we leave here having the best week of our lives, sharing our story in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our prayer is that you are encouraged and strengthened by the message. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you want to be a part of our online community, connect with us through Facebook or Instagram with the handle at HighRidgeLV, or you can check out our website at HighRidgeLV.com. 
Lastly, if this ministry has impacted your life and you'd like to support its work, visit highridgelv.com give. We appreciate your support and we're believing with you today for God's best in your life. Have an incredible week and we will see you next time.